Welcome back to What's Your Bliss, part of the Anything But Credible Network. My name is Thomas Ragland, and I'm delighted to be coming back to you yet another week. I'm equally excited about my guest today. Uh, my guest is a podcast host of the Label Free Podcast, fashion designer, beauty queen. Uh, it's Deanna Kempel. Deanna, welcome, and What's Your Bliss? Uh, well, thank you, Thomas, for having me. I, it is an honor and a pleasure. Um, my bliss, you know, I actually have been thinking about that. I, I have so many things that, that create bliss in my life, you know, and I feel like it changes on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, for, for example, I guess I went to my sister's farm this past weekend and worked on the farm. I was sweeping up raccoon poop. We found dead mice, caught a snake. And, and my sister and I had a couple margaritas. And I'm telling you what, it was so beautiful just to be there, like just out in the country, like cleaning out her chicken coop and just uh, like, just enjoying that, that, that nature and, and that kind of peace. And so that brought me bliss in that moment, but not every day I go out there and do that. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, that's it. Right. Uh, I think we often our bliss is situational, often our joy is situational. Yes. And so what, um, what was it, do you think, about that experience? Was it the bonding? Was it the margaritas? Was it, <laughs> was it you know, just a, a break from the daily life? What, what do you think kind of led to that specific moment of bliss? I think that all of the above, to be honest, you know, I mean, because in that moment, I was just very present. And, you know, we didn't drink, we didn't pound the margaritas. We just kind of sipped on them all day. And, and, you know, I got that time with my sister and it was funny watching her freak out over the dead mice. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, here, let me pull it. Cause one of the mouse died like in the hole of a, like a sink, a kitchen oh, or a bathroom yeah. sink. And I'm like, let me pull it out. And she got all freaked out. She's like, oh my God, I can't take it. You know, it was just like, it was just very raw and just like, you know, very honest and, um, I think that when we get caught up in our daily lives, we forget how simple life can be and um, going out to her farm and helping her on it just really, it really puts things in perspective. And I, and I just love it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you're someone who, in addition to the things that I've mentioned, has just led a very busy and full life. Um, where do you find those moments outside of something like visiting your, your sister's farm? Where do you find those moments to just find joy in whatever you're doing? You know, so after, um, I, when you ask me a question, you know, there's gonna be a story attached to it, right? <laughs> so in order to make the point, you got to, that's what I want. It's great. You got to tell a story. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no. So after my husband passed away, I, I you know, I went through a, it was a, quite a journey of evolution and change and transition. Um, and just trying to like, you know, a lot of people asked me, a lot of friends and family asked me how I couldn't, you know, they couldn't handle it the way that I did. And I decided after watching somebody lose their battle with life and, you know, just watch them, just their health decline day after day in and day out, no matter what you did to help them. It really, it really helps you just, you know, value life so much more. So after he passed and I got through all that, that mess at the end, um, I decided I wanted to wake up every day with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so that regardless of how my day went, there was something that there's gotta be something that I got to find something, some kind of joy in throughout my day. You know, I, I, I absolutely love doing the podcast that, that brings me a lot of joy, a lot of bliss, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, my dogs, my animals just sitting here and watching them play that just like, I just sit back and I just take that moment in and just appreciate it. And it just, it puts a smile on my face. That brings me joy you know, going to the gym, being able to be healthy and, and be able to be driven like that, to take care of myself. That brings me joy. 
Um, even as simple as like cooking a meal, you know, if my boyfriend's over and just like the whole process and that, like making it look very celebratory and just enjoying that, that, that just the cooking and the music and just the, the, like the home, like being, feeling all comfy at home, you know, things like that, you know, just like those real, just those real raw moments in life that you can, that you can take pleasure in. Yeah. What you're, what you're saying is it really is that living in the moment is what it sounds yeah. like. It's, it's taking kind of every moment as it comes, not trying to uh, ascribe value in the moment, but really just kind yeah. of sit with it. Um, yes. And do you, so you mentioned potentially this started after um, your uh, husband's passing, but mm -hmm. do you, did you notice, uh, or was this something that was part of your life prior to that where you were, you've always been someone who's just tried to live in the moment or was that really after taking that reflection and kind of refocusing what, you know, you said your gratitude, is that where you think that came from? I'm, I've always been a very positive, bubbly person. Um, back then, you know, our priorities were way different and it was hard to, to just to be in the moment because we had been moving so fast. We built, we, we had five businesses and we built our one business up to over 20 million in sales. So life, at that kind of life that I had at that time is night and day to what I have now. You know, I live a very simple life now, not all like flashy. I mean, I am a flashy person, <laughs> but not flashy in that regard of my right. lifestyle. Um, so I think that I've been given a gift to, to, to really just honor who I am in, in that positive bubbly person. And just, um, it, it, I think going through something like that gives you the opportunity, to, hopefully, Hopefully, if you're lucky, gives you the opportunity to really um, take stock in what's, what's what has real value in life, because it's not what we have, not the clothes, the things, the cars, the this, that, the other thing, because I had that all I had. I, fl I flew private jets. I've mm -hmm. not me personally, but I took trips on private right. jets. I had the Mercedes. I had the Ferrari. And I can tell you, I am more happy now mm -hmm. than I was then even having all of that stuff. And so um you know, things don't equal happiness and definitely don't equal bliss, you know? Right. Um, so I think that going through all that and the change in my lifestyle has allowed me to, um, to see what the real value in life is. I think that's beautiful. And it's something that's become, I think, a bit of a theme, at least in the last few weeks on the podcast, where we've talked to people who a lot of times we find our bliss because we are we've had something happen, whether that's a traumatic experience or having to take care of someone that just reframes kind of our own, you know, thought process of what does bring us happiness and what's, and, and not just happiness, but when I think of bliss, that like that calm state, right? Like just like, yeah. this is just, again, living in the moment. And I, it sounds like that, you know, definitely had an impact there. But I'm also wondering, because one of the things I've been uh, hearing as I've been talking with people is also this idea of sometimes success or what we have been told is success or what we sometimes are conditioned to think is success has also sometimes been a barrier to that bliss because it's, it's kind of constantly chasing that next thing and yeah. it's, it's kind of never being satisfied. Do you feel like that kind of played a role in that as well? For sure. And I actually had this conversation because I recorded with some guests myself today and I had this conversation with a, a gentleman that I had on and, and how people define success. And, you know, I feel like, although, and I'm sure you and I'm sure you love this too, what we're doing right now, this interaction, this, you know, uh, I think it's a whole new space and it's definitely in its infancy. And I'm finding that I, 
even though I'm not monetarily successful around it, not mm-hmm. yet. And hopefully we all get there to where we want to be. Sure. I still feel that I am successful in doing this. And it has been such a great journey. And I've just been so happy doing it that um, I don't really care right. <laughs> if the money yeah. comes or not, because yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it. I get to connect with people like you and just like the conversations we're having are so enlightening. And, and it's just yeah. like, it opens up a whole new world in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I I think I have said, uh, if not exactly what you said, certainly very close to it. Like it's, it is, it it has been such a breath of fresh air for me. I've been uh, telling my wife for a long time, I need to find a hobby. And uh, this has been just such a, such a good change for me. And like you said, just just meeting people and hearing their life stories. And, and a lot of uh, kind of what I just said, a lot of these stories are also like intertwined with each other. And and just it reminds me, especially in this time of pandemic, um, and finally ending the pandemic, but this, this idea that we are all connected. And I, I really think that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. And I I was just going to say something, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, no, I think that it's just been awesome. And, and Podmatch has definitely been a platform that has helped people like you and me just connect with so many others in it. And it's just been a beautiful thing. So good for you for finding a <laughs> hobby. Hopefully yes. if you're doing doing well at it and you're loving it, that you can make it more than that. So I don't know if that's your goal, but um, I love the title of, I love your your um, mission with your yep. podcast. I think it's really great because it helps people. It, I think it it's puts that question out there to make people like, you know, if they aren't in any kind of blissful state or happy state, you know, or not really finding what that is for themselves, it, it, it triggers something to help them, you know, maybe figure that out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's been, um, I, I didn't anticipate the, which I should have maybe, but I, you know, I, I did it cause I wanted to, and I thought it would be fun and I thought it would be interesting and started interviewing a few people close to me and then found Podmatch and have been able to match with really awesome people like yourself. And I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that I've, what I love about it is what I think it is hopefully providing the listeners is also, Hey, this maybe didn't work for me or this didn't work for me, but Hey, that sounds like it could work for me. That sounds like something I could get behind. That sounds like a mindset I could try. That sounds like a, you know, whatever the case is, we've had people who've talked about cooking. We've had people who've talked about community. We've had people who've talked about nature. And I think it, if you didn't realize that those things were bringing you bliss or maybe you've never tried, I'm hopeful that that's what people are getting out of it. Um, on the podcast note, I'm curious, how did you decide to start uh, Label Free and, and how did that process kind of come to be? Okay, so, um, you know, I had always, so there's a whole story there too. <laughs> um, so I had always dreamed of being a fashion designer. So I'll talk about that really quick. And that was one thing that, that I told my husband I was always going to do before, you know, before he passed. I had actually found a company in, um, New York that I, I hired as a third party to help me with that process. Cause I didn't go to school for fashion and I needed help with it. So I did. So after he passed and the dust settled, I got, I, you know, I got serious. I, I created my first collection. I said to myself, I was gonna do three collections. And if it didn't take off, then I was just going to be done with it. Right. So I did my third, my third collection, nothing. I did. A, I had a successful Kickstarter where I was able to um, fund my, my first collection or, or the manufacturing, my first collection. Um, second, my third one, I was able to cut out the middleman and go straight to getting certain things done. So it was less costly. 
Um, and I did a whole big like runway show here in the Chicagoland area against human trafficking. And that was like, okay, if nothing comes out of this last collection and I'm doing this big whole production, uh, then that's going to be it for me. Um, right. so nothing really happened, you know, I, and I was kind of disappointed, but it, it is what it is. You know, I would chase my dream. I created some beautiful pieces and I realized that I'm, I like to shop more. I like to buy the clothes and wear them <laughs> instead of creating them. So Fair. then I, I kind of like, you know, I did go through a real sad phase. Like, oh man, I feel like a failure. Sure. You know, I, I didn't take off, blah, blah. I invested all this money. Like I did, I invested quite a bit of money. Um, but, you know, I, I, then I got an, actually I got an email that said how to start a podcast for under hundred dollars. And I didn't even really know what podcasting was. I think I maybe heard as a buzzword here and there. And I read this article. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. I told my cousin, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck I think I am, but I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> and then I, and then I talked to my, you know, like who cares if they want to listen to me or not. And then I actually talked to my best girlfriend and I told her my idea, like what I wanted it to be about. And that's her. And I came up with the label free podcast and the slogan to live your best life. You must live label free because at the time, you know, I, I was really struggling with people. Like I felt like people are labeling me a little bit, sure. you know, and I'm just like, I don't want to own those. Like, just because you think that doesn't mean that I have to be that. And I was just mm. like, eh, sign of the cross. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's how that started. That's actually going to be two years next wow. month. That's awesome. That's really amazing. Yeah. So um, exciting. What do you think has been, uh, and maybe you've covered this because we talked a little bit about just, just like what podcasting has done for, for each of us, but what do you think has been the most rewarding piece of that? So what's been the most rewarding for me is, um, you know, supporting my guests, knowing that they're getting clients or they're selling books or they're get, getting more like opportunities on other shows or networks um, that I've been able to create that space. And also like, you know, people that have been touched or been moved that have reached out and said, thank you for what you're doing. You know, keep doing what you're doing. We need you some positive, you know, something like what you're doing. And um, just the, the overwhelming positive response to to my message, I guess. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think the message is amazing. The idea of, and, and I love where it came from too. And the, like this idea of it being tied into the fashion piece, like the, like that interest, like I, I love kind of all of that, but this, but, but the, I love the label free and, and really about like, I'm not going to live by somebody else's labels. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, truly awesome and i'm i'm positive that you are <laughs> helping yeah. tons of people with that so yeah. that's that's really amazing um i also had a thought and it just completely went out the window because that's, i decided to right. instead. no it'll come uh, back to you <laughs> it, it's hump day right it's wednesday exactly yeah exactly <laughs> um, halfway through the week <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly um what would you um you know, I, I always hesitate with this question because I think it's, uh, again, I think it's kind of tied to maybe societal expectation, but I'm just curious in general, like what are, and it could be for the podcast or just in general, like what are kind of some, some goals for you in, in the next couple of years, we'll say. So Thomas, so I, I actually was after, you know, after I was forced to start my life over again, um, I've gotten, gotten back into, I never actually really had a corporate job ever. I was always hmm. an entrepreneur. I tried to get this, the, the, the fashion thing off the ground that didn't work, I, you know, and I had, I was 
forced to stay in the corporate world. I lost my job because of the pandemic in December of last year. And I've been looking for, for positions, but I haven't been as aggressive as I should. I mean, I have been looking. I honestly do not. I am not a corporate person. I'm not a nine to five. And God bless those that are, you know, because we need people like that. But I just, I'm not happy in that space. And I just don't fit, right? So I'm really hoping that I can take this, what I'm doing with this podcast and make it grow so that I can sustain, you know, just live off of that because I, I, I'm really, truly happy doing this and making a difference in other people's lives. And just, you know, and you know, as you know, it can be a little draining because you have to keep your energy up. It's not, you have to keep your energy up and it's a lot more work on the creative side, you know, pushing it out there, getting like doing the graphics and just like, you know, staying in contact. I don't know if you produce your own, but I, I have a producer. I yep. So you, okay, well that I, I, yeah, I have a producer. I can't do that. <laughs> I need to get one probably, but <laughs> yeah, I've known him forever. He's like done a lot of my stuff since the beginning when, since I've started doing all this stuff. So, um, you know, I like to, he's kind of gone on the, on the ride with me, but my goal is to just be able to monetize this so that I can pay my bills and I don't have to go to back to nine to five. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I don't blame you as you're talking about energy and I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah, I just finished my job today. Right. Like I, I went from my job to this interview. Um, that's why I was a couple of minutes late to our interview. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I do agree. Like, I think there's definitely some, there's a, there's a level of work involved but it's again i think the the product the the end result for me feels like it's worth it oh absolutely worth it absolutely i do so like i i don't for for you i don't know about you but like because i have not had a job i've been just like i record monday wednesdays and fridays and i'll do it'll be like all day Monday. Wow. And so I do need like that break. I was doing it all <clears throat> every day of the week. I needed a break. So after sure. a full day of like of recording and just like the energy and you almost are in some ways, like a little bit of a therapist hmm. talking to people, I agree. Yeah. asking them questions and having them like, just be honest and open and taking that in, um, that I just have to give myself a break. Like I need to decompress. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. <laughs> sure. No, I think, I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, you know, I've talked with folks who, uh, and I, I, I made a joke the first, um, I think, I think it must've been like the fourth episode after and I was talking to my wife, who was one of my first guests also. And I said, well, this is quickly turning into a mental health podcast. Like we are, we're really diving into like mental health and, um, and which I think is great. And again, like, I think it really paints that picture of, well, it's, 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 a, it's harder to find bliss, but a lot of times like our bliss comes from what we know we don't want. Right. And right, um, for sure. so, yeah, I, I completely agree with the, with the therapist comparison for sure. That, you know, you know, it tells me, it tells me that it's needed, that it's totally. wanted and that That's there are point. so many people that want to be heard. And, um, it, and it's just, it's just a very, I don't know what, I, it's almost like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, it'll come to me, but I, I just think that we're on to something here where, sure. you know, like everything we've gone through this last year and like, you know, where yours is going and trending and it's the positivity and like where mine is that people have been so hungry for it. Right. You know, it almost make, makes me want to almost like cry for a minute because it's sad that there, there's just such a, um, a deficit and people wanting to put those positive words out there. Right. You know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I completely concur with that. You know, my, my nine to five and uh, folks have heard me say this on the podcast already, but I work at a university and my particular role at a university is working with students who um, have engaged in problematic behavior typically. Okay. Um, so my job is very reactive. It's very negative at times. Wow. Wow. Um, and so for me, I needed something, we mentioned hobbies, but in general, I just needed an outlet that fed positivity. And even if that was, even again, if that comes from a place that is hard originally, the idea of like, we always, we always start with bliss and we always end with bliss. And <laughs> there's a reason for that because that, that piece is, like you said, it's so needed, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So we're doing, we're, we're doing a, a good thing. We are, we're doing good work <laughs> in many in many different ways, entertaining or there we're being therapists. We're giving positive vibes out there into the world. Absolutely. So it's just going to come back tenfold. I think so too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you're recording, you know, three times a week, basically full days. Are, are you releasing uh, episodes more than once a week or yes, I really have a giant backlog of people? <laughs> I do. I do have a giant backlog. But I do release Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, if and, I'm, how's if that? I, if I'm trying to make this like my job, I have to treat it like a job. Oh, you know? sure. Absolutely. Um, and you feel like that model has been good in terms of, uh, I don't know, the like engagement, I guess. So yeah, so I do, yeah. I release video on YouTube. I have over 2000 subscribers on, on YouTube. I've, I'm like right there at the 4,000 hours where I'll start monetizing that. So I'll start making money off of YouTube. That's great. Um, and then my, the audio, I don't think Anchor, I use Anchor for, for, my, for my RSS feed. I don't know if that's actually capturing all the data correctly. Sure. Um, I really don't feel that it is because it is free. So I don't think they're going to tell you everything. Right. Um, but I've been able to secure um, a couple uh, sponsors. Yep. So I, I, I read just resigned with Manscaped and it's paid. I did see um, that on your uh, on your uh, homepage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a lot, but it's it's trending in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, it's been it's been uh, good. And, and I'm seeing the engagement pick up the more the being consistent help. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, and then, yeah. I, and then I do send out, I send out newsletters and I, you know, I, I post, I'll post all over social. Sorry, guys. That's my dog, Teddy. <laughs> that's all right. We're used to interruptions on this podcast. Our third episode, uh, my baby cried for about a half hour. So uh, uh, <laughs> it's real life, right? It's real yeah, life. Exactly. It's real life. Um, with, uh, I just lost my train of thought again. Um, <laughs> it's a conversation, folks. It's organic, right? That's, that's the whole point. Hey, we, um, we have brain farts every once in a while. It's like, right. oh. <laughs> exactly. Um, what I was going to say, you mentioned losing your, your um, kind of day job, so to speak, um, kind of uh, during the pandemic. And what I wanted to ask is, um, obviously, that was impactful. But what uh, was their impact also? Um, you said you've been doing the podcast for two years. So I assume you had uh, probably more opportunities for folks in person and things like yeah. that. But I'm, I'm curious if there was a shift uh, for the podcast uh, when you uh, went through the pandemic. Um, so I just got a little bit more serious on, mm. you know, starting just to record more and talk to people more and um, really build up, I guess, my personal brand around it. You know, I mean, I hear locally people like in the Chicago, city of Chicago, I'm pretty well known for having a, you know, a great podcast, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, you know, I, I did 
I was doing a lot of in-person and then I just switched to Zoom and that, that, you know, and then, and then after, and so I was furloughed for a while, probably like everybody else. And um, I just stayed consistently recording with people during being furloughed. I don't even know how, was I, yeah, Podmatch, I don't think was around then. I was just getting referrals from people that wanted to be on my show. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, send me a bio. And, you know, cause I do a lot of networking stuff. And so it just kept going, you know, yeah. it's just, it has been very organic and not not forced in any way this what like i've been doing with it so i feel like when something is just rolling like that you're you're where you're supposed to be sure and that's again lends itself to kind of that living in the moment positive yeah. uh positive mindset and um I manifestation think that, Man yeah absolutely i think that the manifestation is important uh, you know i think that if we if you don't believe it, uh, no one else's either. Right. Right. So I think that that, that makes sense. Um, well, as I mentioned, you've lived uh, a very, it's almost separate lives is what it kind of seems like. And I'm sure it seems like that a little bit for you. Um, but as I mentioned at the beginning, you also are a beauty queen. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? So I'm not very actively like um, per promoting that title, but I was um, approached through social media to um, become, um, you know, represent this organization as Miss Chicago. And mm -hmm. I signed on with them and it, it kind of like, I think they had some issues because of the pandemic mm -hmm. and I butted heads with one of the people that was working there. I mean, I still have the title until October. I've fulfilled my, my responsibilities as Miss Chicago, but cause I mean, I was already really big into doing charity work before. Sure. So I just really don't even promote them that much anymore, but I still have the crown and the sash. Right. There still, you go. <laughs> I'm still Miss Chicago. So um, I was really excited about it because they were all about diversity and inclusivity. And um, like, you know, I'm, I love everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I get along with everyone. Like I, if somebody does, if, if I'm not getting along with somebody, it's probably because they, they just are intimidated by me, sure. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so I was like really looking forward to it. I did a bunch of events with them. I even helped out some of the other Queens. I drove an hour away to pick one of them up and wow. take them to a, like um, we did like a food drive for a, you know, a community. And I was really disappointed how things went there, but sure. um yeah, it was kind of it was kind of fun to say, yeah, I'm a, and I can say Miss that. Chicago. Like absolutely, at 44 years old, I was Miss Chicago. Like, hey, absolutely, that's right. <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah, it's it is unfortunate. It sounds like it. Uh, maybe the the organization itself was probably not maybe the best or or didn't kind of end the best. But it sounds like um, I mean, in general, like you said, like again, another experience out of it, which I think yeah, is you know, is a good whatever. thing. Um, you mentioned charity work. What does um, what does that typically look like for you? What are you know things that you you've uh, done or been into? So I'm, I'm a, a human trafficking survivor and I'm very much, uh, I do a lot of work for, I found a new organization here that I'm supporting, you know, and I'm, I, I say I'm kind of representing because I'm supporting them. I am just like finishing up the end of a very large food drive that I've done all over the Chicagoland area. I've had like eight different locations and I've gotten, you know, all the boxes have been, the ones I'm starting to pick up now have been full. Like I've getting double like the size of the boxes. Yeah. And I've just really pushed that out on social media. And it's more just to bring awareness around it because people think that human trafficking is like just this one, like, you know, taken, you know, with Liam Neeson. Sure. It's not that. There's many different forms of it. And, um, you know, and there's women that get co coerced into it. And, and it's just, it's not, 
you know, and, and people, when I did my first event against it, I was shocked at how little people wanted to talk about it. Like they just don't mm -hmm. even want to know. And so I, I'll probably spend my, the rest of my, I support other charities. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I think it's important to always give back. Like, this is what I feel like what we're doing, we're serving others. Absolutely. And that, yeah. that's what we should all be doing to, for everyone in the, like for the rest of our lives. But some people don't get that. Um, but I will always be doing work for, um, you know, like a, a, an organization against human trafficking for the rest of my life. I will always. You know, thank you for sharing uh, your story a little bit. And I, uh, I can't imagine it's necessarily easy to talk about, but I do imagine that it gets manageable because you've, you know, you, you lived it, right? You've worked through it um, and as much as you can, certainly. But um, I am curious, you, you mentioned that you feel like people don't necessarily want to talk about it. And do you feel like that's completely discomfort? Do you think that it's that people just don't want to know how, A, how dark it can get or B, how prevalent it is because they always do think of Liam Neeson and not maybe the reality of what it is? I think all of the above. So for yeah. me, I actually have never, like my late husband didn't even really know any of that. And you know, my, the story that I, the, the truth that I'm telling now, I had to be okay with it. And it's, it was, once I started telling my, my, my truth, I feel like the the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders mm. and there's like absolutely no story or nothing out there that anyone could ever hold against me in my life. Mm. Like there's mm. nothing. All my skeletons are out. So <laughs> bring it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I you mean? You can run for office now, right? Maybe <laughs> that could be a possibility. That could be a possibility. This freaking country is trending. Um, but I think all of the above, I don't, I think number one, the darkness of it, because it is very dark. It is some of the situations are very, very dark. Uh, how prevalent? Yes, it's incredibly prevalent, more than people even realize. Yeah. And the situ it's situational, right? You know, they prey on they prey on weak on, on weak people or people that are vulnerable or you know, and it's a bit it's a big psychological game too, you know. And it, I think it makes them uncomfortable. People that don't want to hear about sexual things, you right. know. I mean, Sex is natural. It's beautiful. It's supposed to be beautiful. Right. You know, and unfortunately, you know, they get people get squeamish around that. Like, oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, my God. You know, but you need to talk about it because yeah. especially if you have kids or you have family that has kids, you have nieces, nephews, you know, what, whatever. You need to talk about it. You need to be aware of what's going on in your community because it is happening. Right. I can guarantee you right down the street or next door. You never know. And if it's next door. It's probably some poor kid that's getting passed around through the family and right. is getting abused sexually because they that's they think that that's normal or they're 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 paying each other. That's that's a big that's a big problem, you know. That's a huge right. problem. Or uh, or some woman that has a bad a bad boyfriend. She has a bait like there. Well, the one story I heard that I'll never forget. They the the last charity I worked with worked with. Um, they, they rescued a six month old and they took the six month old baby to the, the hospital and they couldn't believe what they were pulling out of this six month old baby. Hmm. Like that is the reality. Sure. That's the reality. Unfortunately, yeah. that is the reality. And it goes, it, and it can be even, even women that become divorced or widowed, like we're, we're targets, sure. we're targets because we are in a vulnerable place. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the age and men, yeah. men that get trafficked, they never survive. There's right. like a very small percentage survive. Most of them take their lives. Yeah. 
Yeah, and as with with everything, um, especially related to sex crimes, we also know that it's it's underreported. It is not something that, again, there is stigma around talking about it. And and like you said, it also starts very young in how we speak to our children. I know one of the things that we've been very uh, specific about with with raising our children, and um, I also know that including people that listen to this podcast, they, they don't always share the exact same views as us, but we are very, we use um, anatomically correct names for things. We're not going to, you know, sugarcoat, like calling something your private parts or, or whatever. Like we are very clear about what they are because if someone ever were to take advantage, we want, we want them to be able to tell somebody, we want right. them to be able to say, this is exactly what happened. We want them to be taken seriously, um, which is unfortunate. What, like what a terrible thing to say. We want someone to be taken seriously, but we've seen throughout our country, especially with sex crimes that people are not taking ser- taken seriously. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it does start with, with that early education and, and, and prevention as much as you possibly can. But like you said, it's also, it, there's the power piece, uh, the, the power over someone, especially someone who's vulnerable. Uh, yeah, we, we see that. We certainly see that with any sex crime. We absolutely see it with trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, rem- I recall that when I was in, I, I don't remember if it was in, when I was in Missouri or right after I left and uh, shout out to my network, who they're all based in St. Louis, but St. Louis at the time was the human trafficking uh, capital of the United States. Yeah. And um, it was terrible. And But I remember like that was one of my first times hearing about it and thinking, oh, just like you said, it's not, it's not what we see in the movies. It is, it's so much more pervasive. It's so much more hidden. It's so much more nuanced in a lot of ways. Um, like you said, it could be just happening house to house, family to family. It could be across state and country lines, but it's, it's pervasive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, we have a, from the last time I knew, I don't know if it's still there, but we had an, uh, FBI, um, like a a location in Schaumburg because that, like they had a headquarters Mm -hmm. there because it was so bad in that area. And I just, I I grew up around that area. Yeah. So, But yeah, yeah, I gotta just do my part. Keep like bringing the awareness, hoping that we yeah. have the information. And you know, the more I do the food drives or events or anything like that, the more we can continue to do my part to make sure that I'm at least educating and and hopefully help arming people with information. Absolutely. Yeah, and on that kind of education and and um, kind of information piece, what do you feel? Not just related to human trafficking, certainly, but in general, like. How do you feel you personally like keep up with things? Are, are you an avid news watcher? Are you having on social media? Uh, I gathered that probably from earlier parts of the conversation that maybe not, maybe wasn't the case, but I'm curious, like, just how do you feel like you, you know, kind of stay up on things, stay, you know, relevant on, on things, especially as you're talking about them on your podcast? I don't. So I don't watch the news. I feel like it's a lot of propaganda. I'm, I'm not that I don't, I don't watch it. Um, I do pay, you know, social media is probably the main place where I stay up on a lot of things, but I also, I take that a lot of that with a grain of salt. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not easily impressionable. So if it's not making sense to me, then I'm not buying it a hundred percent. You know, typically there's a story out there. You, you should really believe maybe a third max, two thirds of it, because no matter what's where it's coming from, it has, there's, there's an agenda behind the story. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I think I think that is true. Like I, I've seen like the infographic that shows like every like be, main media company's bias and it's like plotted all over the graph. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like everything has some sort of some sort of bias and you have to 
really wade through to just get information. Um, but I also uh, I resonate with this. There's a story in the in the Bible uh, about doubting Thomas as one of uh, Jesus' followers, and I've I've always resonated with that since my name is Thomas. Uh, but I've always been that kind of doubter, I guess. Like I'm going to question. I'm going to be skeptical. I'm going to be cynical a bit. Um, I think that's. I mean, I think last it's important. year, it, the, last last year, if people did not realize how bad the media has got, how bad the propaganda is. Like I, I'm telling. No, I, I just like for me, it, it just it just made me so sick. Like I said, I went to get my nails done at my old salon. I don't go there anymore just because of how they were. And I, I was like, I felt like I was getting brainwashed. Mm. Like with the news. I'm like, how can you listen to this crap? How is your alarm not going off like in your head? Like all they're doing is saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over yeah. again. They're not telling you the whole part of the story. They're only telling you part of the story that they want you to believe. And and if you are that just so much of a, like you just droned out or whatever, like, like, man, that is not, that is not good. Yeah. (laughs) I always, I always tell people like, like, it's so easy, especially now to do your own research before you ever comment on anything. Um, But of course, no one wants to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's the truth, man. You're lazy. If you just want to be fed information, then just be prepared for what, like, just the, the price that you're paying for sure. that. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, so, absolutely. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I get a little... No. Not bad. <laughs> no, I love it. This is this is authentic. This is this is what we're going for here. Um, on the note of, like, just connecting with people in general, I'm curious, like, uh, pandemic or otherwise, do you feel like, um, you know, it sounds like you have built yourself a, a, a bit of a solid community and, and, and all of that. But what is, what has that looked like both uh, pre in and post pandemic times? So you're correct. I was able to stick to my, like my tribe, the people that we yeah. had, you know, like-minded, you know, views on everything that was going on. So my life kept going. I was meeting more people. Actually, I met more people during the pandemic than, sure. <clears throat> than I met when I was, you know, working nine to five and, yeah going into the office. And I, I mean, I was still going to restaurants. I was having private dinners in the corner of the restaurants when, you know, when they were supposed to be closed because I was, I was still meeting people. Um, So, you know, and because of that, but I've, I've also go to a lot of different networking groups. So now that things are starting to open back up, I've been invited to a lot of private events that now that things are starting to move again. So yeah, my community and my network is going to continue to grow. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, truly. Um, one of the things we always ask, uh, as we, um, get closer to the end here is just what advice do you have for people who are trying to find their bliss? Ooh, I should have been prepared for that. Um, <clears throat> I'd say, so I, I move really fast. I do, mm. but I also have a lot learned how to live in the moment and not mm. move so fast. And that's a tough balance. So I guess my advice, if someone's out there struggling or just having a hard time, like really kind of coming to zero and, you know, taking in those things that really matter the most in that moment that are, that is going to bring you that gen, that real, uh, organic bliss, um, slow down, yeah. slow down, take a look around you, you know, find, almost try to find a way that you can get into a meditative state mm-hmm. so that you can clear your mind and, um, take stock in your life. You know, because 
you could have everything that you, everything you possibly want in this world and you could be the most miserable person. And, um, you know, that things don't bring you joy. I think that those moments and, you know, time with friends and family and with your pets, those moments bring you real bliss, real bliss. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like I said, been a theme of our podcast today of just living in the moment. And if you're unable to do that, it's it's like you said, maybe getting into that meditative state. Maybe it's it's finding a spot away from everybody and just like really thinking and 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 putting that into writing. It, a lot of people do journaling and, and gratitude journals and things like that. I mean, I think there's a there's a million ways to hone in on it. Um, Can I say one more thing? Yeah, please. I think that also it, it's really learning to to love yourself. I think that once you've, once you've like really accepted who you are and you just love yourself and that nobody like no outside influence is going to penetrate that. I think that allows, allows people, cause it took me a minute, you know, after everything I've gone through, I've been, I've had a lot of abusive relationships, you know, I've got, I've survived different things. It took me a while to really just love who I am, you know, the good, the bad, you know, I have bad days too. And I have to love that person as well. I can't be yeah. mad at myself for having a bad day. Just, it's just part of being human. <laughs> so being able to come to that place where you, where you love yourself and just to kind of be in the moment and like, no matter if it's good or bad, I think that's a, a really, that's a good way to get there as well. Absolutely. I think that's excellent advice. And I, I'm also struck by this idea of like, I, I don't want to criticize myself for having a bad day and you wouldn't criticize someone else for having a bad day. Most yeah. normal folks wouldn't do that. Right. Um, and, and so why are we so much harder on ourselves than we are on other people? Um, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I, I think that most of them are invalid, frankly. Um, and I, but that does bring up an, another question, which is how do you think, how do you think you were able to find that love for yourself? So I really believe in self, like self-improvement, you know, um, like reading a lot of, yeah, listening to these podcasts, sure. listening to this, filling yourself, mindset is huge, learning how to shift your mindset. And, and I think that that's a really big part. And that's a, like, it's a lifelong journey, you know, yeah. it's to always work on that mindset to manifest good things, stay positive. And so I used to like, kind of like, like real hit flip, you know, like, you know, I used to get like very, I have a temper. Hmm. I, ta I don't really have a temper anymore. And honestly, and I, cause I've worked on it so much that if something comes up, let's say I drop something or the dogs are acting crazy. I don't really yell anymore. I'm just like, Oh, you know, I'll just clean it up. Dogs are being dogs. Oh, she chewed up my shoe. I was like bad doggy. <laughs> right. But like that level of anger and frustration is gone. Sure. And, and, and I've, and I've really worked hard on that because I don't want that energy. I, I will let the, I'll break the dish. Oh, well, it's just a dish. Right. I'm going to clean it up, you know, oh, well, you know, I can get another one. <laughs> like right. it's not worth disrupting, disturbing my inner peace. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really like that. And I think it takes uh, practice. I think it takes time. I think it takes mindfulness, uh, to use a buzzword. Um, but really I, I do, I think like it, it takes that attention to it because it doesn't just, it may not just go away. It might, like you said, maybe your default was, was anger. And, um, my, my default certainly has been in the past. I always think of the, 
the, the phrase, you don't cry over spilled milk. Well, I never cried over spilled milk, but I used to get irrationally angry over spilled milk, um, you know, just because it would make a mess and then I'd have to clean it up. But did you, uh, did you, did you like decide to stop doing that? You know, I think it, I, I don't know really when it happened, honestly. It wasn't like a, hey, I'm going to stop being angry over this. But, it, but I think it was more of a, what are we angry about? Like right. what in general, like it was a, you, you have this anger inside you, you have, um, you know, and I, and I also, you know, frankly, I've, I've sought therapy. Um, you know, I've, I've done things like that, that have, that have helped me just identify where it was not only where it was coming from, but where it was going, right? Like, why is this going from one place to the other? And I think that was really therapeutic. Um, I think it was really, uh, really helpful in me just going, I'm, I'm wasting a lot of energy. I'm yes. just wasting so much energy being mad when I could focus on the positive pieces and focus on the gratitude. And um, I'm just glad that I figured that out because I think I've seen people who've lived their whole life bitter and that yeah, is see? not what I wanted to do. That's not a good look on anyone. Okay. No. Like nothing <laughs> to do. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't make Miss Chicago by being bitter. Uh, so <laughs> you don't get that. Definitely well, not. awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I've had uh, an amazing time. It was an excellent end to, to my work day, certainly. And um, I, I, I'm just so happy we were able to spend this time together. Is there anything, um, I'm assuming the podcast, but is there anything that you'd like to promote? Oh, you know what? Uh, well, what's your bliss? Definitely. Thank it you. Definitely like got to listen to these episodes and find your bliss. If you're having a hard time finding it, you can always check me out at label free podcast. Uh, I have a similar kind of uh, show, but a little bit different in terms of um, things that we talk about, but it's all about positivity. So this has been awesome. Thomas, I've loved our conversation. You know, I'm, I would, yeah, I would love to come back again. We could talk about some more stuff. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. And we should definitely uh, get that going, um, you know, in a couple months or so here. Oh, hi, puppy. <laughs> and who's, who's this puppy? This is Athena. Athena. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. She's um, a nice cute, just like my other one. So. <laughs> great. Again, back to kind of the charity and taking care of others. And absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much, Deanna. It's, it's really been a pleasure. And we'll see everybody next time. You can find What's Your Bliss at anythingbutcredible.com and on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. Please follow on Twitter and Instagram at Your Bliss Pod and like What's Your Bliss on Facebook. If you have any questions for me, or if you'd like to be a guest or advertise on the podcast, please email me at yourblisspodcast at gmail.com. Please check out anythingbutcredible.com to find all the additional awesome content and podcasts, including Offended, Movie Merge, Going Off Topic, and of course, the Anything But Credible podcast. Podcast.